God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. We are back on the Loud Pedal Podcast. Heavy lunch with you along with D. Welch. We are coming to you live from West Michigan and uh, the Queen City area, Charlotte, North Carolina. Talking racing, we have the BC39 coming up, but we're coming off of one of uh, the biggest weeks in non-wing sprint car racing. As Indiana Sprint Week wrapped up with a title for Justin Grant, who was, you know, earned his first title with, I guess, 13 years of trying. D. Welch, uh, that was that was a big uh, crown for uh, JG over the week. Yeah, it's hard to believe he's never never won one, but um, better late than never. And and you know, it was a it was a kind of unique Sprint Week with with a different winner every night, and um, so it. It emphasized, you know, some consistency. You know, you had to be consistent, obviously, to to win the overall championship, and he was, and that's uh, that's all it took. You and I got the chance to hang out with the Frolic at uh, Putnamville, where we had a brief rain shower, raced until about twelve thirty a.m. Uh, did you end up staying for the feature, or did you? No, you we left after heats. Probably the right call. Uh, it was. Uh, they had to. Well, they got through all but two cars of qualifying and then it started raining uh so they had to redo all of qualifying usac rules you know well and it makes sense like if you you know have a different racetrack you can't just let those two cars qualify on a juiced up racetrack right when everyone else had a different racetrack so um yeah they they got through they nearly got through qualifying which would have been awesome because that would have shortened up uh the rest of the evening but it rained uh big old rain cell just nearly clipped them and um they they got the race in and mitchell moles won a second sprint car feature his uh first indiana sprint week title he i mean if we're going to get into our sun dollar restoration hat shakes of the week he's got to be thought about i mean he he had a, a hell of a week qualifying um what did he get like five of six or something like something ridiculous yeah i don't remember exactly but yeah he was he was impressive for sure he he, had, I mean, he has been impressive Sun Dollar is based in Carmel, Indiana. They're, they're of course, our uh, our friends, Jason and and Kim. They support racing, uh, so you should support them. Their water, fire, mold restoration in the greater Indianapolis area. Um, I saw Zeb went out to Knoxville with the All-Stars and I-70, and I think he's going to go back and run the 360 Nationals as well as the Knoxville Nationals, so it's a busy week coming up for uh, the Sun Dollar Restoration Routine Racing uh, 26. who is your hat shake? I mean, Moles, I guess it was Richard Griffin in 1997 um, that had the best week of qualifying like this, you know, that Mitchell Moles did. So um, it was a really good week for him. 
obviously I think it was 2020 where JG went into the final race at Hobstadt with the Indiana sprint week points lead and did not come out with the championship. So um, I think, I think, you know, mine's probably going to go to him just, just because he put together such a solid week. He won at Kokomo. He had a bunch of seconds and fourths, And I think two of the nights he ended up charging into the top five from 14th and 10th. So they did bury themselves a couple of times, but if, as long as you dig yourself out of a hole like that, you're going to be a champion. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it takes. Obviously that's kind of like what, you know, what we were talking about is that, um, you know, those are, it really is a mini championship simulation. You know, it's, it's the year long championship. That's what you have to do. You have to, you know, be able to capitalize on bad nights and turn them into just, you know, okay nights or turn them into better nights. And, uh, that's what it takes, you know, for sprint week too. you know, you know, with as many cars as there are, you're going to, you know, sometimes get a bad draw. You're not going to qualify well, and you got to race your way forward. And so, um, you know, he's, he's done that long enough. He, he kind of understands that's what you have to do, you know, during the course of the season and during sprint week that, um, you know, that's just what those guys do. So yeah, it was a good week. I was going to give mine, my hat shake to Critter Malone just because he was the hard charger at Hobstadt. And anytime we can give Critter some love, I'm going to do it. So he went, I think 20th to 10th um, on Saturday night. So always good to see Critter running up front. That's one of my favorite um, names in all of racing. Um, Critter Malone. He definitely is a gasser at Hobstadt. He shows up there just because he knows he can uh, co compete even with the equipment he has. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good call. Matt Westfall had a really good week as well. He yeah. made every single feature, um, you know, for the Ray Marshall, team the flying buckeye and qualified uh, second right at putnamville yeah yeah he had yeah. he had a, he had an outstanding week um so that's that would be a good look uh donnie shots i think he got his 305th or is it 304th um world of outlaws feature not with uh, without some controversy the outlaws had an interesting week uh with <laughs> with with sheldon is you know i don't know if you guys missed what happened with sheldon so uh, was it weed sport? He spun into the infield under green. And I don't know if the officials just didn't see him or uh, what, but they decided to make the call of keeping it green. And he just sat there. So he got out of the car, was pissed, threw his helmet on the track to cause a caution. Um, crew member flipped the bird at the, you know, tower on the way back. Uh, you, you know, of course, Dylan loves the bird. Uh, we we saw the chili bowl a couple of years ago, but um, yeah, so that, that was one night. Then the next night there was some controversy because uh, a flagman or an official um, leaned into Donnie's car and basically said, did I help you with the gap with gravel, right? Like did I help you, you know, did I help you know that you had enough of a gap on gravel to, to, you know, win, which I guess this, you know, flagman, is a northeast modified guy who does it all the time right like he shows the gap to the leaders in the top five all the time and it's a common thing so i don't know what your take is on that but it was just an interesting week for the outlaws yeah flag i mean flagmans out there are, are kind of a different type of flagman right you know it's like they all stand in the background of the victory lane shots with the checkered flags. It's like, they just do, they just do things differently out there. So yeah, I saw the Twitter conversation, you know, about that. And, you know, I think it was actually posty was, was the one that was like talking about how that guy does that all the time or something, which like, 
I don't know. Like if you're to me, if you're if you're in the heat of battle and you're paying that close attention to the flag man, you've got bigger problems, you know. So you know, Donnie probably didn't even see him, but um, you know, who's to say? You're muted. Yeah, for sure. We'll get back on that topic here shortly. Sorry about that. Um, our guest today is Sheldon Creed, who drives in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, and it looks like he's muted right now. <laughs> Sheldon, if you're muted, turn turn your uh, turn your camera on and unmute yourself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Am I good? Can you hear me? Now? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. There's oh, our wow. boy. Oh wow! Are you at IRP? Oh, I'm actually at Target. Oh, oh yeah. I, I was. I don't know why I was thinking you were at IRP. Free is at IRP. I'm gonna go watch tonight, but oh, we're, you are. We're camping on the track, so we just wanted to come to Target and get uh, situated for the week. Nice. Target, Target, nice. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you, so Sheldon is obviously making his USAC national midget debut at the BC 39 at IMS. Um, how this opportunity come about? You've obviously run the chili bowl and the Tulsa shootout, but uh, it's going to be your first, it's not going to be your first outdoor midget race, but it is your first USAC race, right? Uh, I've run Tulsa. I've actually never driven a midget. Um, so I've driven the micros at Tulsa. Um, I've won the race midgets for, for a few years now. And, uh, Obviously, I always wanted to do Chili Bowl just because it's easy. It's in our off season, but uh, if I was going to do Chili Bowl, I wanted to race prior to that just so I wasn't jumping in uh, there for like a few laps to figure it out and then you know, go pray that I race good and, and try to make it you know far up the alphabet soup there. So, uh, yeah, I just want to get myself a fighting chance and, and run a few midget races throughout the year. Uh, so then when I show up to, to Chili Bowl, I'm not – uh, you know, a complete fish out of water. Well, and you guys tested yesterday. So, uh, how was, uh, how'd it feel? Was it what you expected? What'd you think? Uh, yeah, it was, I guess it was similar to what I expected. I'd driven a lightning sprint, uh, before, which is very similar to a midget, just with a 1000 CC street bike motor in it. So, um, I had an idea, but just wasn't sure the midget has a lot more power and, um, I wish they would have prepped the track better. They they left it really dry at Macon from the the power I show the night before. So um, yeah, I was just happy to get laps, make sure I was comfortable in the car, make sure I fit good, um, and then just kind of see what it did and and got pretty comfortable there. I I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really have a, a whole lot of what was going to go on or, or I guess how the car was going to react. Uh, obviously you see midgets like doing wheelies and all that all the time. And I didn't want to go do that, but, um, yeah, I feel good and, and, uh, excited to get going this week. Dylan, how do you pronounce the team name? Is it, is it Abacus? Abacus? Sheldon, do you know how that, how I actually, yeah, I think it? it's, uh, Abacus. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it, that's what I was going to say. It's Abacus. Yeah. It's like yeah. the math. Uh, it's like a math term. Um, so yeah so the team owner of of tyler for your knowledge of sheldon and maria kofer's car is brent cox who um is 
financial advisor in Indianapolis and just a big race fan. He's, you know, he's always been a big race fan and being involved in racing. So he's way smarter than the three of us combined, which is why his team name is, is that apparently. Oh, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like a nerd thing, like a, like a little math nerd thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a nerd, right? But like, that's kind of like a little mathematics thing. I guess. Yeah. He's, uh, he has like a CPA firm, so yeah, uh, really good with with saving you money. Wow, he's he uh, saves me he saves me a lot of money every year. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he you know what he he's he's doing it right if he's you know investing you know outside of racing because uh, that's uh, that's the way that's the way to make money is to uh, be outside of racing, of course. Um, yeah, so your teammates with Maria Kofer, we were hoping that she possibly could uh, make make the show today. She's racing at IRP tonight, so potentially making the show, uh, not sure. But um, yeah, so you've been out to the shootout, of course. You know, you've been on dirt. It seems like a lot of these, you know, NASCAR drivers, like we saw Kyle Busch run the shootout and Chase Elliott uh, make his USAC debut last winter. Um, you know, What's with, what's with you guys wanting to run some dirt racing? Is it the fun? Is it, um, you know, does it improve your guys' um, you know, ability behind the wheel? What what uh, what what draws you guys to this uh, form of racing? Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, the first part of it is just to go have fun, right? It's no pressure. At least for me, I, I go in with no pressure, and I'm just there to have fun. And uh, I think sprint car racing is badass. Um, and it's ac- it's accessible, right? It's it's uh, it's not too expensive. You can find deals. You can find little sponsors, you know, for, you know, a couple grand here and there to, to fund a deal for you where, uh, I guess if you're trying to go run a dirt late model, that would be a little harder, right? A little more money. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever go sprint car racing, maybe, maybe one day. Um, but yeah, for, for midgets, um, it's just easy to get into and, um, yeah, for me, it's just fun, and, and yeah, I think it makes me better at, you know, what I do on Saturdays, and and that's uh, even better. You're obviously running a, a micro at Millbridge quite a bit, but how much midget racing, like in a perfect world, how much do you want to do? Like, do you want to run more than BC39? Like, what have you kind of looked that far down the road? What do you think yet? Yeah, I would love to go and, and run more. Um, I would love to do like the West Coast swing at the end of the year. I think that would be a lot of fun. I can't make it this year, but I think I'm gonna definitely put that on my on my list of races for next year. Try to run the West Coast Swing. Uh, I think it'd be cool to do like the Florida deal at the beginning of the year uh, before our race season starts, and then just try to hit some big ones throughout the year, um, like DC 39 um, and other big races throughout the season. And I don't I don't know if St. Is St. Louis having uh, having it back with midgets or i don't think so they think last yeah. year was the last year for midgets i think yeah some i don't know it'd be kind of cool to go get go get some indoor laps in too but yeah i just that'd be something i need to sit down and look at is, is look at the usac and the power right midget schedule and kind of go from there but uh, my wife and i actually were talking about this last night she was asking me like would i try to run full-time if i could and that's, I don't know. That's a tough question, I guess, for her to ask me, right? Because if I'm going to go full-time midget racing, uh, that would take away a lot of time from, from what I do on Saturdays. So definitely don't want to get sidetracked with, with this stuff. I want this to help me and, and just have fun with this. Uh, but, yeah, definitely I try to run as much as I can and, and 
just try to be uh, in and around it more. Yeah. I think we should start a petition to bring the midgets back to gateway. Uh, it was the best race by far every single night um, at, at that place. So we'll see think, if we can, we'll see if we can bring them back. Yeah. I think uh, our buddy Nick Trigg, uh me and him were talking about it one day. And I think it'd be cool if they did like a weekend where it was micros and midgets and then did modifieds and, uh, and late models on that. Just they chopped the track up so bad. And I think midgets and micros are a good show together. Yeah. Yeah. The good thing is, though, is that DeCoin does have a micro midget show in the winter, so you can go run that if you have to. It's a it's a yeah. non non points uh, uh USAC race. You're you're not totally new to dirt racing, right? Like your background is similar to Jimmy Johnson's, where you used to run like trucks, like off road trucks, right? Yeah, I grew up racing uh, like Lucas Oil off road. Um, so I did a lot of short course off road, a lot of stadium super trucks. So uh, I've been on dirt a lot, just not a lot of uh, roundy round stuff. Is there anything as far as like a car control feel or anything like that that's comparable to the trucks and even a micro or a midget or anything? Yeah, the, actually the midgets, um, I mean, obviously I've only driven on that super dry track yesterday. So, yeah. uh, you know, not a lot of forward drive, not a lot of side by, just kind of having to have a lot of throttle control through the corner. Uh, and a stadium truck is like that on dirt. They don't have a lot of grip. Um, so it reminded me of that a little bit. But um, at the same time, they're all different in their own ways, right? I mean, it's completely different than, than an off-road truck. So I do think there's there's car control that they, they overlap a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The event, the event itself, right, the BC39, so – a dirt track built in the infield of one of the world's most famous racetracks. Some would consider it like Dylan and I, the most famous uh, racetrack in the world. Um, you know, to NASCAR guys winning at Indy means a lot, no matter if it's on the road course or if it's all, you know, on the oval and, and maybe someday they'll get back to the oval. Um, but just being able to participate in this event, what's it going to mean to you? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it obviously means a lot just to race uh, inside you know, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I think it's this just past week, uh, the Xfinity Road Course was my first time ever racing there. And, and I, I'd i been there back when I was a kid just to do like the museum tour. We were in Indy uh, visiting and um, just couldn't believe how nice the facility is and how well kept it is. And then just to be able to race there is really cool. So, uh, yeah, to, to have a major debut here and, I don't know. I just, I just want to run good. If I can go and, and pass and, you know, not look like a, a total score out there, I'll be happy. Who have you been, uh, who you've been picking your, picking their brain on to figure out how to, how to race one of these things. What's our boy Nick told you about how to race one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick's just kind of compared it to the micro a little bit. Obviously the micro, as you've driven one, you can just drive them as hard as you can really where, uh, He's just kind of explained the midget. You have to have a little bit more finesse, a little more throttle control. And just from yesterday driving, I feel like you can control what the midget does a lot more with the throttle, uh, where the micro is just wide open and point and shoot and hope you don't knock the fence down. So, um, yeah, I don't, he's probably the main one. I've talked to, I've talked to Josh Wise a little bit about it, but uh, he didn't have a whole lot for me. He's just, I don't know, go have fun, he says. But, I'm uh, I'm right across from Larson in the motorhome lot, so I'm gonna try to catch him and just see, see uh, what couple ideas he has for me. Yeah, that'd be a good one. 
Yeah, he'll help you out. Uh, yeah, that'll that'll be good. So I asked Kyle Bush a similar question. This is all leading up to the Chili Bowl, I assume, right? Like you're gonna make a Chili Bowl start. Yeah, is Kyle Bush running DC thirty nine? No, no, but like at the shootout, I asked him, is he going to come back and run the Chili Bowl next year? Like, is, you know, is all this uh, preparation and a midget and stuff like that, is it to, to make a Chili Bowl debut? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the goal for me is, is to run Chili Bowl later in the year and um, would like to run, you know, at least four or five more midget races in between here and, and then. Cool. Well, Ty, unless you have anything else, we can let you go. Go get your target run finished up and uh enjoy irp tonight thanks man when are, when are you uh be coming into town uh i don't get in until wednesday morning i'll come in late how are you gonna pick for your heat race spot i'm gonna have yeah. to phone it in what the hell and oh, what do you uh, i want to pick your brain on that what do you think you would do if you were me would you try to go like p2 in an early heat when it's just hammered down and try to like win it or would you just put it in the trunk somewhere and hope i make it to like as far up as I can. I think, I think honestly for you, maybe going starting up front in an early heat race may not be bad because then you can just hammer it and go and it would kind of be more like, be more like a micro just because obviously, because uh, the other oh, is because the track's going to be better, obviously. So, it, but it also kind of depends where, like where you draw in the order, you know what I mean? Because you may, you may just have to pick what's left if you, if you're too late yeah. in the order, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I think yeah, maybe I like, I think maybe like a three for Dale. Like start third and then like hope the front the front two like wash up or something, and you just you know pick the bottom right on them, and then look you got a third to first right away. Yeah, I hate starting third though. I feel like you can get pinched really easy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Dylan would have some input on that. I don't know. I think I think starting I think like you said starting second in one I think would be I think it'd be a good spot like second in the second heat or something yeah something like that yeah that would be good i don't know i got i got uh like 24 (laughs) hours to think about it here i was gonna say usually usually they announce the draw order in advance though so like they'll probably announce that tonight so then you can think about it and then we can all get together and we'll talk about it yeah i'll drink a beer a couple beers with nick tomorrow and we'll yeah pick our spots yeah you'll be good yeah Run, run away and hide that's all you gotta do just, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's hard to do with this group that's gonna be here this week <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh it's gonna be fun i'm excited to see you race and uh whatever thing that happens and i'm excited for you uh to be able to you know have this opportunity so thanks for coming on the show man it was good to talk to you yeah thank you guys see you bud see you. there we go sheldon creed as we roll along here on the loud pedal podcast um he's uh he's he's a good shoe he he actually did a really good job in the shootout and has had some really good runs at millbridge he's he's probably one of the more competitive micros out there at millbridge right now isn't he oh yeah i mean he's always he's always up front always a threat to win um he'll be i think he'll be good in a midget you know i mean i think he's i think he has the car control and the just the understanding of how to drive something like that you know pretty naturally so um I think he'll be competitive. I totally forgot about the draw. So you're, you're not going to be there for the draw tomorrow. I'm not. I'm going to, I saw Kevin Briscoe at IRP and he said that he would, uh, he volunteered to 
uh, draw for me. So I trust him, but I don't, I actually need to get with Spridge on that. Cause I don't know if I'm supposed to call in or like how that's supposed to work. So, and I need, it used, is it on flow? It was on flow last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's either, I think it's either going to be on USAC's Facebook page or flow or both. Um, but it's definitely going to be streamed. I believe, um, people might, that are listening to this might not even know that you are racing in the BC 39. Cause we have yet to announce on this podcast that uh, you are going back to Indianapolis to race and you're racing for Chase Briscoe, which is, yeah. a, which is a really cool opportunity. You excited to race with him? I am. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's um, you know, I admittedly wasn't going to race um, and, you know, Chase called a couple of weeks ago and just, you know, asked if I wanted to run and um, you know, figured we may as well go, go out and do it. So I haven't run there since, you know, 2019, but, I'm um, looking forward to, to getting back there and, and, and racing. And, you know, obviously it's a great field assemble. I think they're up to like 89 cars or something. And, um, you know, which is the second most ever um, besides the first year. So uh, obviously going to be tough again, but, you know, it'll be, be fun and, and looking forward to it. Is he running too? Chase. Yeah. He's got, uh, I think three cars. I think Jordan Kinzer is actually running their third car. A couple, couple Hoosiers cutting it up. All three of us, yeah. I know. That's that's awesome that he's given you guys the opportunity to do that. Yeah, it'll be fun. That race is obviously special to you because of what that place means to you, right? Um, you know, we were we were just talking. You you did your first Indianapolis 500 this year on TV. Um, just it's been a big year at the Speedway for you, really. Yeah, it's it's been it's been great. You know, and was was there just this past weekend doing the IndyCar race, and um, so yeah, I'm. I'm um, anytime, you know, you get to go there, no matter if it's to race or if it's to work or just be there as a fan, you know, as you know, it's, it's, um, it's just a really special place. And, um, so I'm, I'm excited, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to being able to, to go back there and compete and, and, you know, see my friends again and, and, um, it'll be fun, be a fun, fun couple of days. Hopefully the weather cooperates, looks a little dicey on Thursday right now, but, but um, Wednesday looks great and, and hopefully the stuff, you know, that's on the radar for Thursday, maybe gets out of there by, by the time we get there, but regardless, it'll be fun and, and hope everybody's able to make it out. Yeah. We're recording this on August 1st. Uh, the race is happening the third and the fourth at the Indianapolis motor speedway on the dirt track at IMS. Um, make sure you head out there and go to that. It's, it's always one of the best midget races of the entire year. Um, one of the highest paying too. So, uh, USAC has done a great job with that event, and I'm glad that ha it has returned. We were talking about our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week before uh, Sheldon Creed popped in here, uh, former truck champion. It was good to have him on the show today. Um, Donnie Schatz won an Outlaws race, and so did David Gravel. Um, Rico won a thriller at Knoxville, uh, holding off, who was it, Kerry Madsen. Um, I think he came from 10th to, to win at Knoxville, which is, you know, on Hammerdown track like that, that's, that's, that's admirable. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. You don't normally see guys starting that far back. So, um, that was a good run. Good tune up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good tune up for uh, Rico to dude. If he won the Knoxville nationals, that place would, it, it would burn to the ground. I mean that like that he has so many damn fans, uh, you know, always the loudest in intros. Like it's just, there's a lot of Rico fans, and if you won the Knoxville Nationals, man, it would be a massive, massive party. Well, that'd be amazing. It would be a it would be a, a big show. Um, 
a couple of guys I want to give some shouts to. So Cole Macedo is going to run for Dietz at uh, Dietz Motorsports. So that, you know, the car that Parker used to drive, the 14, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so Cole Macedo is going to get an opportunity to run the Knoxville Nationals. Ryan Timms is going to run the 360 Nationals. He was granted uh, an age restriction waiver, I guess, to race in the 360 Nationals. He's not, however, allowed to compete in the 410 Nationals. Um, and then the Swindell Speed Lab, did you see who they hired? Uh, Justin Sanders. Justin Sanders is going to run um, at the Knoxville Nationals. I believe he has 360 laps there. I don't know if he has 410 laps, but that's a pretty good shoe there. He's won a lot of races on the West Coast, and he's going to run the uh, Swindell 39 for the Knoxville Nationals. So it's going to be a big week out there too. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's just around the corner. Obviously, you know, the outlaws go to, uh, go to Peavely this coming weekend, and then um, – you know, that's, that's kind of like, I always feel like almost the unofficial kind of kickoff just to, to everything that's, that's going on out there in that part of the country. And, um, you know, and then, and then everything, you know, kicks off obviously, uh, you know, next week, but be, uh, it'd be a lot of fun to watch. And then, you know, after that too, you've got, uh, you've got Kyle Larson and Brad Sweets, um, you know, new series that, that kicks off on the Tuesday after Knoxville Nationals. So, um, to, you know, good, good stretch of wing races and, and, uh, be a lot of fun to watch yeah d uh d welch will be at that event so will i so um if you want to come say hi to us we'll be back at putnamville um before we go winners for indiana sprint week i didn't go through all of them i I will briefly real quick shane coddle won the first night at gas city um he has now won two races at gas city during indiana sprint week his first two indiana sprint week wins one came in 2019 one came this year um and he's only led two laps in both of those races he both the wins came on the final lap um so that that's a pretty cool stat lawrenceburg rained out cj leary won at circle city justin grant won at kokomo uh the rain won at Terre Haute. mitchell moles won at putnamville it was a second usac national sprint car win kyle cummins won a good one at bloomington he and brady bacon battled it out uh cummins had an interesting week he actually blew a motor and qualifying before the rain at Putnamville and was put in the Jackie Ailey car. Uh, but of course, you know, there were a lot of people put in the Jackie Ailey car this year, this week, um, <laughs> including Timez getting canned from it. Then Anton Hernandez was in it for what there was, was three this? guys in it in one night. At he was, he was in it for a hot lap session, right? Yeah. That's it. Did there he was even... three guys. There was three guys in that car in one night at hot lap. Or I don't in, even know. If night he, at I don't even know if he turned a hot lap. Did he? I think he did, and then he got fired. Just <laughs> he didn't. I don't know if it was. <laughs> I don't know if he was fired. He was tapped on the helmet, and basically, you know, he yeah. was sitting in qualifying line and tapped on the helmet. Get out, basically. So, so uh, stupid. <laughs> Kyle Cummins got in that car, and uh, I think he was in the C main that night at Putnamville. But uh, yeah, the two the two car got <laughs> a lot of publicity this week uh, just because of how many people were in the car. Uh, and then Robert Blue, it was a big one for Robert Blue, um, winning the final night at Tri-State at Hobstadt. So those were the winners during Indiana Sprint Week. IRP is racing tonight. Larson is actually back on the pavement. And, I be- well, we can call this his return to non-wing sprint car racing, right? Is he running a sprint car? Yeah, I thought he was running a midget. He's running both. Oh, double he is? D. Yeah. Whose sprint D. car is he running? No idea. Wow. I didn't realize I didn't realize he was running the sprint car too. He's double dipping. That's awesome. So his return to not I'm telling you right now, I I there aren't a lot of people that I've seen better at IRP than Larson. He and Tracy Hines 
were absolutely amazing in a midget there. And they put on the very, the very first time. Yeah. The very first time I ever saw him race in person was a sprint car race at at IRP in 2011. And he was, it was like early 2011. So he was kind of still like below the radar. Like he was running full time for Coons, but like still nobody in the Midwest really knew that much about him or knew who he was. And I remember I watched him go three wide through the middle in a heat race like there was two guys side by side he just weaved his way through there and drove right by him and i was i was sitting with kyle hamilton and i was like all right i'm a believer you know <laughs> and that was you know 2011 so uh that'll be cool i didn't realize he was running the sprint car so that'll be fun it'll be awesome to see him again in the midget but you know obviously it'll be fun too if he's around the sprint car yeah he's he and tracy hines put on an unbelievable night before the 500 one year uh in a midget you know just back and forth throwing sliders at each other uh, on pavement. It was just fun to see an IRP uh, who has been in the limelight, you know, this week they had a truck series race, the return of the NASCAR trucks. Um, IRP's back on the map, baby. Casey Cole is doing a good job. Yeah, no, he's been great. That, uh, that truck race was epic. Um, you know, great crowd. The race was awesome. Um, you know, it was, it was perfect. It was a beautiful night. It was, it was everything that uh, you could ask for. And I was glad that uh glad that it you know went off without a hitch and and hopefully it's uh it's here to stay you know i would i would love to see him get the xfinity cars back there too and um bring back kroger speed fest and and just do it you know do it like they used to with usac on thursday and nascar on friday and saturday it'd be a lot of fun yeah critter malone got d welch's sun dollar restoration hat shake of the week mine went to justin grant for um winning an indiana sprint week title uh, I guess his first, uh, you know, in I think 13 tries, maybe there was his 14th try, um, but it hadn't at least been 13 years and he had won a sprint week title. So uh, congratulations to those Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week winners. Uh, we are also presented by Dirt Draft and DirtDraft.com. Our friends over there, you can um, play some upcoming races. It's like a fantasy game on dirt. You sign up and play. Um of course, the dirt track at IMS hosting the USAC National Midget Series. You can play that this week. Also, the World of Outlaws Late Model is heading to Cedar Lake Speedway. You can play that. 81 Speedway hosts the USMTS Modifieds. All sorts of fun games. Sprint cars at I-55 and Peavely. Make sure you take Sheldon Honshield there, of course. He's probably going to be driving mad, um, and he's always very good there. So, um, DirtDraft.com is where you can play with our friends. We are also presented by... Quick Pits and QuickPits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 parts and accessories from the brands you demand, truck, Jeep, auto, ATV, with fast, free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout. That is Quick Pits, our presenting sponsor. Thanks to our friends for supporting us this week. We are running out of time because, of course, we have yet to pay for um, the extension on the Zoom. So, uh, D. Welch, it's been another one. It was nice having a chat with Yep, that was a good show. Excited to uh, excited for a you know fun week racing at BC thirty nine, and I hope we see everybody out there. Let's go to Indy. All right, this has been the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing.